the Lord has carried all that sorrow, all that pain, all that brokenness for you. And it's on him. And just enjoy your freedom in him. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> now, what the Lord told me, I don't know if it's for anybody else or just me, but he said, you know, don't try to pay for something that's already been paid for. You know, when we accepted the Lord into our hearts, he has paid for all the sins previous, all the sins present, and all the sins forward. You know, we don't actually have to, I guess, Scott said strive. What we need to do is just rest in him. Know in your heart, put your faith on the Lord and rest in that, that he has paid the price for all our sins, past, present, and future. Don't get hung up, like Sharon said, on something that you may have done or some thoughts that come into your head. Rest in the Lord, give it to the Lord, and don't pick it back up again. So I usually have like these incredible stories of how God has dealt with me through the week, but I want to tell you more of a, of a long journey and conversation that I'm having with God. Um, I had a dream recently about a basement, and that can mean um, belie beliefs, core beliefs, and God needs to heal and break up some of our basement beliefs that are not true, not rooted in his word, and, and are, uh, have some bondage. And so I've been walking this with God, and uh, it's pretty wonderful. And I just want to encourage you, um, sometimes you have longer conversations with, with God's about thi God about things that are going on in your life. And, and um, he's faithful. He's so faithful. He, he loves us so much, and he wants so much for his bride, his church, and that's who we are. And he wants to burn up some things, and sometimes that might be scary or slightly painful um, and but when we're going through things that are causing confusion run to the father um, and there are so many tools to use you know there's worship there's his word there's prayer and there's the the body um, use the tools that are available to you and and don't just say I'm confused or I don't know what's happening you know run to the father because he's gonna he's gonna give you um, wisdom and clarity is going to give you direction and if you have a burden for someone in your life um, God is mighty he's mighty and he is probably um, you have that burden because it's on his heart too but don't forget that he is mighty you know we might see the chains that are binding up people or the wrong beliefs or whatever but God is mighty to break those things up um, what he's doing in, in my life, he wants to do in your life, in their life. God is good. I was going to say the same thing you guys are going to say, but in my own style, God was saying, you know, in his word, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And, um, he, he sent his Holy Spirit to, you know, 
help us, but the Holy Spirit's job is also to convict us, not to condemn us. Because that is the devil and the enemy's uh, ways, is to condemn us. So the Lord wants to remind you this morning what he said in his word. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the Holy Spirit will give you a nudge. I see an elbow, uh, like saying, hey, like check yourself. Examine yourself. And the word talks about us examining ourselves. But the Lord never came to condemn us. And because we're in Christ Jesus, the word says, there is no condemnation. So when you mess up or when you sin, we hear it all the time, or things come out of your mouth and you didn't know it was there because you was going through something, it was stressful, you felt the pressure, I'm number one, don't condemn yourself. Because what happens is, this is what the Lord was speaking to me, when you condemn yourself, it's like the enemy will use that right away to lock you up and throw you in the prison doors and throw the key away. And then when you're locked up, you feel like you can't do anything, you can't serve God, you feel like you're worthless because you messed up, you sinned, and you just can't recover from that. And the enemy wants to silence our voice. You know, we may hear God, but we don't want to share because we feel condemned. But God said there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So just examine and check yourself. Repent, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Help me, Holy Spirit, not to do that ever again. And move forward. And then pick up where you left off and continue. I'm going to share my personal testimony. I've been late a couple times. I'm not going to tell you why I was late. Just always pray for me. And then I feel like when I'm late, there's no way I'm going to say nothing, Lord, because who am I? I showed up late. That's a judgment of my character. And right there, the enemy's like, that's right. Be quiet. Don't you say nothing. You just sit down, and you sit down until you show up on time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> then you can say something. But that's not how God's ways are. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Repent. Throw it out. He threw it in the sea of forgetfulness. Move on. Pick up where you left off. And that's what I hear the Lord saying this morning. Amen. Let's trade spaces. God uses crooked sticks to draw straight lines. That was a free one from Mark Driscoll. But it's a good word. It's a good picture. We all have imperfections. Yeah. You know, God is more concerned about the seed, the seed that he's planted inside of you. He's more concerned about watering it and nurturing it and that the soil, that's the, the nutrients that soak into the soil of your life cause that seed that he planted inside of you. That 1 Peter 1.23, that seed, that seed that you have born, that you have been born again from. You have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. You have an indestructible seed planted inside of you. Think of Jack and the Beanstalk, kids. That bean that they planted in the dirt, what happened? Grew way up into this magical kingdom where there's treasures, but there's a giant up there too. That's not the Bible. But God, when he, when he plants the seed of his spirit inside of you, 
God wants to protect it. He wants to nurture it. He wants to water it. He is so focused because he put Jesus inside of you. And he, the Father, loves the Son so much. And his affection is on you because you not only bear Jesus inside of you as the seed of life, but you were also created in the image of God. So he loves you and he loves Jesus in you and he is bent, he is determined to mature that seed and cause it to come to life, cause it to come and and grow out and bear fruit. So, you know, I'm hearing you guys talk about those lies, you know, the condemnation. Yeah, the enemy wants to condemn the the garden. The enemy wants to say, you might as well put a barbed wire fence around this thing. Nothing's going to grow out of it. And he'll point out all of the weaknesses and all the failures and all of the past. He will keep telling you, look backwards. God didn't put eyes on the back of your head. But the enemy wants you to turn your head around and look in the back Look at the bad things that happened. Focus on all of the negativity, all of the the weak times and the weaknesses of others so that you will just condemn the garden. But that's what condemnation is. The devil comes to accuse, to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus comes like the master gardener, and he comes to bring life. He wants to nurture. He wants to call forth that seed that's inside of you. He wants to call forth your destiny. He wants to see each one of us mature and and become more and more representatives. Represent, representing the image of Jesus in our lives. People in this world around us, in the city of Bremerton, are looking for hope. And Jesus is going to come again, and he's going to come in the fullness of his kingdom. And at that point in time, there is no longer any need for evangelism. There's no longer any need for you and I to try to witness to people and tell them for the reason, the hope that's within. So he will come, and then we're done. That's it. There is no more opportunity for us to do our part. But for now, for the rest of our lives, we have opportunity to let Jesus shine out of us. And he wants to shine. He wants people to see him inside of you. You know, it's such a blessing when we take our kids to a restaurant. And on occasion, we've had people at another table smiling at us. And when we get up to go, they're like, I just got to stop you for a second. We really admire your family. Your kids are so obedient. Do you know what that does to my heart and mama's heart? It makes us just beam. We're just like, thank you. They're homeschool kids, and we weren't afraid to use the wooden spoon. <laughs> right, Emily? She's still feeling the smart from... No, just. But, but honestly, you know, they represent the Alcorn family well. Uh, and I'm proud of my kids. There's been weaknesses on my part and weaknesses on their parts. But we press through and we, we admit to each other, we confess and we ask for forgiveness and we, we keep the, the end goal before us of what our lives are all about. And God feels the same way about your relationship with him 
you're his daughter, you're his son, and he has put a seed inside of you, and he, he wants your life to represent him well. We know it says in Romans chapter 2, um, I believe it's Romans chapter 2, maybe it's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I can't remember now, but it's that verse that says, you know, the, the unbelievers blaspheme his name because of the stuff that we do, basically. You know, oftentimes the stuff that we do, our hypocrisy, causes the world who's looking for hope, they're looking for the real deal, and they see us blatantly just not caring. I'll slap a sticker on the back of my car that says, you know, not perfect, just forgiven, which is kind of a lame excuse to do whatever you want to do and cut people off on the freeway and be rude to waitresses and short-tempered with people in line at the grocery store. Now, I don't, I'm not putting condemnation, condemnation on you guys when those moments do happen because they happen. But for us who are genuinely pursuing him and he's genuinely pursuing that life inside of us to come to maturity, then we get back up. The liar would want to come to condemn the garden. The liar would want to come and hold you down. I, I keep getting that picture of the, the Lilliput people. I don't know that story. The Lilliputs, is, what are the little people that pin the giant down? Yeah, there's a giant, and they pin, you know, the giant's pinned down with all those ropes. Well, God has called you to be a giant. I know the giant's a bad guy in that story. God has called you to be a giant in the kingdom. And the devil comes to bind you up with lies, to tell you what you're not, but God comes to tell you what you are. He comes to speak the things that are not as though they are. Did I say something funny? Okay, that's all right. As long as I didn't do something weird. Am I drooling? Okay, so that kind of just put a tied a little bow on everything that you guys brought, and uh, I want to end it with one thing. And eventually, we will talk about apostolic prophetic foundations. Eventually, um, but since we're pretty much done, I, I'd really like to look at. I, I want to do this probably every couple months. Just put before us some of the prophetic words that were spoken by the prophetic community, and I say that like the prophetic community in our country and probably internationally, there's a, a website, a group of well-known, respected prophets called the Elisha's, Elijah's List? Is that what it is? You guys know? Anybody? Elijah's List. Anyway, I'll find it if you're looking for it and if you can't find it. Um, but every year, there are a series of prophetic words that are put out before the church that this is what God is saying in this season. So I just thought it would be helpful. Let's just take a look. So this is a year of acceleration. God is accelerating things in the earth. I don't know if it's because I'm not going to preach gloom and doom. I don't know if Jesus is getting ready to come in another year. Sorry, I know, Emily, you want to have a family and kids someday, but, you know. Someone's going to not have a family when he returns, but they're not going to care. But I, I, probably not that soon. I'll just comfort you with that. But I shouldn't say that because we do want to look forward to the return. Acceleration. Acceleration of God's purposes. God wants to accelerate his kingdom. He wants to accelerate the growth 
of you becoming more like Jesus. He wants to accelerate your walk, becoming more mature, that he wants to accelerate you having breakthroughs in your life in all areas. Extreme victories from extreme trials. I think every one of us in this room has experienced what we would consider an extreme trial, but this is a season that God wants to bring extreme victories. He is a conquering king. He's come to destroy the works of the devil. And he wants us to have the victory because he is victorious. Bear rugs, lion skins, and giant's heads. I think that just kind of speaks for itself. I would love to have a bear rug right under my feet or a lion skin. And whatever giant is in your life, I'm sure you would love to take the sword from that giant, cut its head off, and say, you're not going to bother me any longer. You're no longer a giant in my life. This is a year of light and glorious new beginnings. Now, you might watch the news. You might see a lot of the dark things that are happening in the earth right now and government and, um, you know, all of these battles of stuff that's going on around us, people just wanting to do away with so many things that are good and perverting everything around us. But God says this is a year of light. This year, the light is going to break out. He's got powerful people in the earth, you guys. He's placed his light inside of you. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. Jesus said he was the light of the world, and he turned and said, you are the light of the world. Therefore, let your light so shine before men that they see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So it's a year of light and glorious new beginnings. I just believe that word so strongly, new beginnings. I've encouraged you kids and adults, if you've got a regular Bible, put draw a reset button. Whenever you feel like you need to begin again, just push that button. Or go buy a plastic button somewhere and just put it somewhere. Put it on your dashboard. Put it on your dashboard, Dave, when you get mad at people in traffic. So, sorry, Lord. Reset. (laughs) Reset, reset, reset. That's probably me. New beginnings. He makes all things new. The old is gone, the new has come. He's about newness of life. He's life. He is life. He is the source of eternal life. He's the source of hope and dreams and freedom and everything good. Every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of heavenly lights. He doesn't change like shifting shadows. He is just steady and steadfast, and he just wants to display his goodness in creating new beginnings for you. Every morning, his mercies are new for you. Every morning. Lamentations 3 says, His mercies are new every morning. Every morning. It's a fresh start when you wake up, and it's a fresh start when you push the button that you've drawn in your Bible. All right, it's time to run. This is a year that it's it's time for us to run. It's time for us to quit looking behind us, to quit focusing on what happened at the churches that we were at years ago, and people heard us, people... Leaders abused their authority. They sold the building. They spent all the finances on vacations. Whatever happened. They were mean to me. You know, it's time to forget the past. God didn't call us to stay stuck 
in the crud. I'm trying to say nicely. Say it nice. Crud. The stuff. Stuff happens. But it's time to run. He not only wants us to turn around and fix our eyes on him, he wants us to run a race. He wants to run with him. And it's not a tiring run because he will catch you up on wings like eagles. And the wind of the spirit will just lead you and push you and propel you forward. This is a year, and it's always this way, but this year it's a highlight, intimacy with him. God wants us to have intimate relationships with him. He wants you to know him, and he wants to know you. I mean, he knows you already, but he wants you to invite that into your life and say, come and know me, search my heart, know my ways, search my my deepest places inside of me, and if there's any darkness inside of me, You can have it. Come and change me. Intimacy with him and warring with him. Our God is a mighty warrior. And he is always moving forward, destroying and demolishing demonic strongholds. And he's given the church the privilege and the responsibility to co-labor with him and go to war. And we get the fun part. We get to dance and sing and shout praises. That's our warfare. This is how we fight our battles. We'll have to find that song again sometime. This is how we fight our battles. Bold prayer. Where is your mom? She needs to be here, Mikey. (laughs) This is your mom's part. Bold prayer. She's a prayer warrior. She's an intercessory prayer warrior. We need to be a people of bold prayer. I'm not trying to put heavy stuff on you guys, but this is just stuff that is on the heart of God for us, and he's inviting us to step into it. Let it go. You guys, that's right, when you're over. Let it go. Don't listen to that song. Just let it go. It is a bad song. Those words are really terrible. There's no right, no wrong. Just let it go. Anyway, yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Let it go. Forgiveness. One of the number one things that keeps us from hearing the voice of God is unforgiveness in our lives. You know, read what Jesus said about what unforgiveness is like. When you have been forgiven so much and then you turn and don't forgive someone for their little debt against you, he puts you in a prison. And you're like, why can't I find freedom? Why can't I hear the voice of God? I feel like I'm running into walls. Maybe you're in a prison. Maybe you should ask him, is there anyone I need to forgive? And if there is, he'll tell you. And you can begin right there. Father, I forgive this person. I can guarantee you, if there is unforgiveness, and he tells you who it is, and you forgive that person, you're going to begin just like that, you're going to begin to hear more clearly. And change of language. God is inviting us. Dave and Sharon, you guys are champions of knowing how to use the tongue. That sounds really weird. (laughs) They're a very romantic couple. (laughs) They know how to speak words to each other that no longer cause them to go to opposite ends of the house but to -to face-to-face and declare things, to speak the language of heaven, to speak the things that 
come from the thoughts in our heads that are thoughts that God wants. We don't have room in here for thoughts that aren't in God's thoughts. You know, stuff that's not on his menu, we just don't have time or room in our minds to allow that stuff. And when it comes, we just need to keep getting back in that flow of the river again and and get renewed in our thinking. We need to break down those strongholds. We need to exchange lies for truth. But we want to speak those things. There's power in your words. And God is wanting to teach his church how powerful your words are. So why don't we stand up? (laughs) I don't know why my tongue's not wanting to work today. Maybe you guys need to pray for me, Dave and Sharon. All right, let's just, uh, let's just put our hands out before the Lord. Yeah, Father God, yeah, we just thank you for your presence, Lord. We thank you that you are our Savior and our great Redeemer and that you have awesome plans for each one of us. We thank you that you are tending to the garden of our hearts, each one of us, that you're tending to that seed, that indestructible seed, of eternal life that you've placed in each one of us. And we just want to yield to you. We want to submit to you. We want to invite you to come into the garden of our lives and prune away, have your way, take out whatever you want. If you see weeds, Father, then show us and freely have your way and pluck them out because we need you to come and clean us up and to free us up. Any weed of, of uh, the weeds, they just come to choke in it's those concerns of life. Any concerns, any things that just want to choke out your life, we invite you, Father, to come and just pull those weeds out. Clean the garden of our heart. And we just want to be watered by your spirit. We want to be fully saturated with your goodness. And we will bear fruit. We will bear the fruit of heaven. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. So today, we just say we are yours and we love you, God. We love you so much. We're so thankful. In Jesus' name, amen.